Well, all right then. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to everyone this morning. We thank the Lord this morning, Monday morning. Amen. November the 9th this morning, we have gathered together once again in the unity of the faith and in love and in harmony, spiritual harmony and unity this morning. We just give God praise. We give him glory. I don't know about you, but I just heard one voice this morning crying out to God this morning. And we thank the Lord this morning that we are one this morning. We're striving and seeking rise up, rose up early for the same cause this morning. We just want to hear from the Lord. We want to appreciate our God. We want to just enter his gates with thanksgiving and come in his course with praise because he's a mighty God. Amen. And he do miracles so great, you know, and, and, and I tell you, we just thank him this morning that we're all miracles this morning. And if the world want to see a miracle, all they got to do is take a look at us. Amen. Because we didn't save ourselves. And to me, salvation is one of the greatest miracles that have ever happened. Amen. And one of the greatest things that is about to happen is we get ready to open up God's word and look into God's word to reinforce and reaffirm that we are miracles. Amen. Saved by grace through faith. That's not of ourselves but it's a gift from God that no man should boast about it because when we needed a savior, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Man, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And here's another miracle that if any man be in Christ and that's any man, any woman, any, if they be in Christ, if we be in Christ, amen, we are new creations. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things, not some things, have become new. And so we thank God that we can unlock, unlock those miracles, man, just by believing in our heart that God raised up Jesus from the dead and being willing to confess him with our mouth. Isn't that amazing? Just two little requisite. It gets us all of that miracle, man, in our lives. Totally brand new life. Totally brand new creatures. Everything we've ever done wrong taken by God and put in the sea of forgetfulness, never to be bought up again. And, 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 you know, even though we have an accuser that goes day and night before God and accused the brethren, but the Lord said we have overcome them by the blood of the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. And by the word of our testimony being God's word, I pray and hopefully believe that that's what the testimony is. And we love not this life unto death. And we've been learning about losing this life that we may receive life. Amen. Because there is a life that's greater than this life that we're hoping one day that we'll be able to take off this here old, this old mortality and put on immortality, this old corruption and put on incorruption. And so we're working for a crown, but we have to endure to the end. Amen. To receive our crown of salvation, which is going to be the greatest reward ever received by an overcome come by a believer that was willing my God to suffer many things for Christ's sake was willing man to wait on God and just keep on working out their salvation and doing to the end like they know what the end is going to be and the word has enlightened us the word has taught us man the word has allowed us to be able to look at the end of a thing back here at the beginning of a thing and know that if we stick with God Amen. We're going to make it in there, saints. Come on, somebody. We're in there spiritually now because God has taken us out of the kingdoms of this world, out of the kingdoms of Satan, who 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 operates from hierarchies, high places, my God, uh, uh, over the kingdoms of this world. But we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And thank God that we have come into the knowledge of the truth and we know the truth. And therefore, we've been made free. And we thank God that he's given us his Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth, the spirit of power. <clears throat> that's greater than anything in this world 
that we might be able, my God, to, 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 to fight from a position of victory and not from a position of defeat this morning and not even for a victory that we already have through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank God that we hear that trumpet sounding this morning and we're shouting with a voice of triumph this morning unto the Lord because we already have the victory. I tell you, man, I'm feeling some and some I'm feeling something this morning in my spirit that's empowering. It's so empowering, man. I, I just feel a gush. I feel a gush of like some water water hitting the banks about to spill over this morning. I feel a tidal wave in the Holy Ghost about to break loose in my spirit and my soul this morning. And it's just reassuring to me that God is, here's a refreshing that's coming. And I know y'all experiencing it too this morning. You feel so wet, like you just came out the shower this morning. The Holy Ghost done sent you a downpour this morning and you're feeling invincible this morning. And that's what the Lord does for us, man. He just, I'm telling you, when you release those floodgates and let the rivers of living water begin to flow and you can draw out of the wells of your salvation this morning. I'm telling you, there is an empowerment. There is a refreshing. There is an anointing that gets released this morning. And if there's anything hanging around you, trying to get to you, man, frustrate, ag agitate, or hinder you this morning from getting to God this morning, I'm telling you, it's got to back off because the Bible says, man, that we are to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee from us. I don't know about you, but I caught a glimpse of him in the spirit as we came on with a roar and a shout this morning. And I'm making a joyful noise unto the Lord, I began to see him run away this morning. I began to see him, mm, I can't get away with nothing up in there today. They done come in here seeking God early this morning with a praise on their lips this morning, blessing him and not blessing me. Come on, somebody. We, I'm telling you, man, somebody ought to shout with a voice of triumph unto the Lord this morning and know that it is God who made us and we did not make ourselves. We have no allegiance to Satan and his tricks this morning, but our alliance is to the Lord this morning. Our confidence, our reliance on him, our dependence on him, our hope is in him this morning. And just knowing that God knows his thoughts toward us and they're not thoughts of evil, but they're thoughts of peace to give us a, a hope and a future, man, and expect it in, you know, and not only for us, but for our seed. And so that's why there's so much excitement this morning about what God is doing. So we love y'all this morning. Pastor Sharon and I are here this morning. Greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, an awesome, incredible name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just thank him this morning that the Lord has spoken. Come on, somebody. He has spoken and the church is here this morning to say amen. So somebody say amen unto the Lord this morning. Amen. Well, we're going to get into his word this morning. We had such an awesome, powerful day yesterday, all day long. Praise and worship the word. Amen. And all yesterday morning with the word and the comments, God is just constantly speaking to us. Amen. He's constantly reviving us. He's constantly renewing us in the things of God, because one of the things I believe about God is he never want us to lose focus. He never want us to get uh, uh, so distracted with what's going on in this world that we take our eyes off of him. And that's what's wonderful about a, a God who's always present and he never leaves us. He never forsakes us, but he's always there with us to remind us. Amen. And so we give him praise because he's omnipresent. He's all powerful. He's all knowing and he's all benevolent. Amen. All loving God. Amen. Nothing we can do to annul that love, separate from that love. Nothing we can do to add to or improve that love. We just have to be loved by the Lord this morning. When people won't love you, God will love you in spite of. And he already chose to do that. <clears throat> before the foundation of the world. Oh, what man of love is this, that the Lord will lay down his life and call us friends. Amen. And so I just give God praise and give him glory this morning and to know that God, the Father, the heavenly Father, the sovereign God and creator, 
you know, the, 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 the God that reigns supreme above everything this morning, that sits high in the heavenlies, man, over all of his creation, over all of the firmaments, everything. God owns everything. But that God right there to say, I love the world so much that I gave my only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, just a little small tad, just believe in him. You know, he said, you will not perish. If you just believe in him, you shall not perish. And so we believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning and praying that everyone out there that have failed to believe in him, who rejected him, denied him, that this will be a day of salvation unto the Lord. As we come this morning to learn about the revelations of Jesus Christ and why they rejected him and what was those rejections for those claims that were made about him, those witnesses, the father witness, the word witness, Jesus himself witness. You have prophecies, messianic prophecies that were fulfilled about him, foretold about him. We have so much knowledge about him. <coughs> Amen. And people are forever learning, but they never come into the knowledge of the truth. They they would settle for a form of godliness and deny the power thereof, because the Bible says in the in the first book of Corinthians, chapter four, I think it's verse twenty. It says that the kingdom of God is not only in word, but also in power. Amen. And so we have to have the word to get the power released in us. Amen. Because, you know, that word is powerful, is quick, is sharper than any two-edged sword. It cuts asunder between the dividing of soul and spirit and bone and marrow. And it is a, a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart of man. Amen. Because the word have to go in, shine some light so man can see his inability <coughs> to fulfill the hope of the father who created him without the word. And so the word man comes to uh, produce faith in us because we have no ability to please God in self-righteousness and what we do in our own understanding. We have to have faith to please God. And the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if we don't please God in faith, we will perish. That's why he said my people perish for a lack of knowledge, because knowledge brings faith. Amen. That we be able to please God and the faith allow us to see things that we're hoping for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And that's the vision right there. You see spiritual things that you never saw before because they're contained in the word. And when you open up the word and unveil the word and take the cover off the lid off the word, the mystery of God, the secrets of God that he don't let everybody see. He let those who seek after him. And when you do it his way, now you got a vision. Now you got a vision and you walk by faith and you live by faith and not by sight because faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Now we have the power because I saw it in the word by faith. I can declare those things that be not as though they are. And so, man, I'm telling you, this thing works, man, for our good. Amen. <clears throat> we know the devil meant it for our bad house to try to blind us from the things of God. God because he flips these these gods of this world out there in front of us to blind us from the things of God. You know who the gods of this world is that are blinded many. But he said, these things that I've given to you, I've given them so that you might believe that he is the son of God and that there's no way to have eternal life except through him. It's in the book of John, chapter 20, verse 21. And so we got not 31. I'm sorry. So we got the victory, man. We just got to open our eyes and behold and see wondrous things from God's plan of salvation by looking in the word. The plan is right there. It's right there. Amen. And so we want to just pray this morning and get in this word for a few minutes before you run off to work today. Amen. Thank God this morning. So as we pray this morning, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done 
in earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, it all belongs to you this morning. And so, Holy Ghost, we trust you this morning to enlighten us, to instruct us, to teach us this morning, to, to help us this morning, to be able to behold and see wondrous things from God's plan of salvation for all of his creation. As we look into the perfect law of liberty this morning, we ask you for a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge this morning. We ask you to touch, heal, deliver this morning, set free this morning, save souls this morning in the name of Jesus. Convict this morning in the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name this morning, amen and amen. All right then. Well, again, this is Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes this morning here greeting all of you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior. Awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank all of you this morning from around the world, uh, all of our, our podcast, Podbeam listeners this morning. We thank all of you. We thank Pastors Eric and Pastor Phoebe for more than Conquered Warriors Christ Ministry being with us this morning, our partners this morning. We thank all of our, our ministers this morning, all the clergy out there. If you're out there and you decided to join us this morning, we just welcome you and greet all of you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all of our other partners and friends, prayer warriors, intercessors this morning, gatekeepers this morning, watchmen and women, overcomers this morning. We welcome all of you this morning, amen, for coming to the Creating a Proud Culture for God this morning where there's great things that God is doing through this mandate, amen. And we want to continue, amen, to work for the Lord because he said that my kinsmen are those who hear my word, hear the word of God, and do it. And we can't do what we can't hear. <clears throat> and so we need to hear what we need to do. And we can do what we hear. Amen. Whatever God allow us to hear, that's what we're going to do. And I want to begin this morning by making a statement that the Lord dropped in my spirit as I was trying to analyze and process what just happened in this election when I saw this great sudden shift. Amen. How things just one minute was going one way and suddenly, bam, they turned around and went in a totally different direction. Amen. Sometimes God have to correct and reroute the course of man because he don't want man to be boasting about what he's doing. And he want everybody to boast about what God is doing. And sometimes God has to take the foolishness of man and turn that thing around to confine the wise so that we give God the right order of praise, God the right order of recognition that he is in control. He's in charge. Amen. And so we thank God for what we witnessed. But here's what God dropped in my spirit as I was analyzing and processing like so many others and try to figure out what happened. You know, early on on election day, it was going this way. And then all of a sudden, before the sun went down, everything changed. And so here we are now with a president and a vice president elect. Amen. And people are furious out there. They're upset out there. But God has spoken. God has spoken. He has spoken. Amen. God has spoken. And the church can't do nothing but say amen. Amen. That the will of God is being done. We've been praying, folks, for a while now. God, your will be done in this earth as it is in heaven be done in the government. So now we have to ask God to help us to accept his will as a nation. Amen. As a world. Amen. Because the, the final say is always going to be what God says. A, the final work is going to always be what God does. Amen. And so we just praise God this morning. Amen for what he's doing. But the statement he dropped in my spirit as I was analyzing, like I say, like everybody else was this. He said that, hey, look, you got to understand <clears throat> You know, we experienced for four years failed leadership, but we did not experience one second of a failed God. 
And so I just, I want to impart that to you. I want to declare that into your life this morning. Grab that and run with that, you know, because you're going to encounter some people, man. The first time you say, man, I'm so glad that, you know, what God did in that election, somebody probably going to get mad and challenge you. You might lose your job behind a statement like that. And so just remember that, hey, we had failed leadership, but we didn't have a failed God and we don't have no failed God now. Amen. We get new leadership. But one thing is about it. We had failed leadership, and that's where you draw the line. We did not have a failed God. He's still in control. He's still establishing himself, you know, as God. He's still making himself known as God. We're still learning about him as God. He's still revealing revelation about himself as God. And that's where people need to get to right there, is that they fix their focus on God and not on man. Amen. So we want to talk this morning, amen, on the creating a proud culture for God. Again, I'm Pastor Lester Hayes this morning. The revelation of the rejection of Jesus Christ his claims. Amen. We're seeing that he is who he said that he was. And we, we're seeing that people going to know that God is who he say he is. And when we come to him, we have to believe that. Amen. Just like we read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6, King James Bible, that anybody, man, who come to God, got to believe that God is who he say he is and he's a reward of them who diligently seek after him. He, re he rewards us with knowledge to know the mysteries, the secrets he shares them with us. And he shows us things that we've never seen before, you know, and he rewards us because we diligently seek after him. The problem we face today is that people refuse to come to Jesus Christ. They'd rather go to man. They don't have no problem. 74 million people, 70 million people went out there and voted. See, they don't have no problem voting for man. The problem is, can you get 74 million to vote for Jesus? Can you get 70 million to vote for Jesus? You know, each one of those those parties had their favorite. You know, the 70 million voted for Mr. Trump, the 74 million voted for Mr. Biden, you know, but who voting for Jesus? You know, that's the problem we have right there. And I don't have no problem. I understand the governmental system and structure, but I also understand what Isaiah prophesied in the book of Isaiah, chapter uh, nine, verse six. He said, under us, a child is born, a son is given. Amen. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. You know, he's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. What about him? Where do he stand? You know, he, he said the government shall be upon his shoulders. And so people are going to have to realize, I don't care what party you're affiliated with. Amen. Is we're going to have to turn to Jesus somewhere in there. We're going to have to turn to Jesus because no government will be able to properly, correctly, fully, uh, govern the affairs of people without the counsel of God's word, without God, without God approving it, you know. And I believe that God has approved of, of what's taking place right now. I believe that he has, he, has, he has directed this change. He's rerouted this course. But now some people are going to have to acknowledge him. They're going to have to acknowledge that it was God because he promotes, he takes down, you know, he raised one up, he take one down. And as we read in the book of Psalm chapter 75, verses 6 and 7, you know, we see what God is doing, but will man acknowledge that it's God? Will man stop denying the claims of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ said, you know, that he's the head, the tail, you know, he's the first, he's the last. He's, he is preeminent. He's supreme. You know, he's, he's God. And anybody that come to him got to believe that he's who he say is and that he'll do what he said he's going to do. That's why he said, look, my kinsmen is those who hear my word and do my word. You know, and so that's the key right there, you know. And so we understand what the problem is today. Uh, people would rather go to a man or a woman or a friend before turning to God. Amen. Y'all know it's true. And it's high time the world admitted that. And so he goes on to say that when they put some uh, someone else before God, what that 
choice is saying is that they don't love God. That's really what that action is saying. We don't love God. We love man more. We see a lot of people today accepting false teachers, false preachers, false prophets, false apostles, you know, false prophetess over or before they accept God or those called or sent by God after his own heart. We see that right now. For the Jews in that day, they were accepting false messiahs. You know, they were accepting false messiahs. That's why uh, <clears throat> all the prophecies were called to their attention that they needed to take a look at those messianic prophecies, you know, because in that day Jesus was on the earth. He could not understand why all that, all those prophets had prophesied about his coming and he came and they didn't even recognize it was him. You know, they were looking for the Messiah. and He came Now Some of them got it. Peter got it. Uh, some of the others that were close with Jesus, you know, John and James, you know, they, they got it. But there were many, many others that didn't get it, even though they were looking for the Messiah and he showed up. So you had some false messiahs doing that day. <clears throat> Too many people today seek the approval and honor of more mortals, meaning many women. Less and less people believe prophecy, of, you know, especially messianic prophecies. For the people of John's day, they believe Moses writing more than they believe God, you know. But they fail to believe the messianic prophecies because you have to understand who, who inspired Moses to write or, or to do what he did. You know, remember Moses up until that point was trying to run away from God. But on the backside of that mountain, he heard the voice of God speak through that bush. In other words, sometimes God got to allow you man to just do your thing for a while. But when that appointed acceptable time comes for you to either accept or reject, that's everybody's fate. Everybody going to go through that. You're going to have that moment where you're going to hear something or something is going to happen where you're going to have to either accept that it was God or you're going to have to reject that it was God. Nobody's going to escape that. And so here Moses is about 80 years old, been back there 40 years trying to hide because of a, something he had did in Egypt. He had killed one of the Egyptians or, or soldiers, you know, and ran away. But see, when God got a call on your life, you can run, but you can't hide. You can't get away. You cannot get away. Amen. I believe God is calling America to a back to the modern ethical high ground. I believe God is calling America to return back to her Christian heritage. I believe that. I believe God is calling America back to prayer. I believe God is calling America back to, you know, trust in Jesus Christ. You know, don't take his name out of everything. I believe God is restoring prayer. I believe he's restoring people's love for the word, love for the brother man, love for unity. You know, all those virtues, all those spiritual uh, attributes and characteristics. I believe God is a God who restores, you know, rescues and delivers. I believe God is a, he wants to save because he has great use for America. You know, we got some good people in America. America is it stands for what is good, the hope for a lot of people. And God don't want people to lose sight of that. He needs that city to be on a hill, you know, that cannot be hid, that light to the world, you know. And I gave you reasons yesterday in the sermon why America is responsible for 85 percent of the missionary work that is sent into these foreign countries, putting missionaries in danger to carry Bibles, to go in and teach they go in and help these people build, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're purifying water. They're teaching them how to plant crops. There's a lot of work being done, not just spiritual work, but a lot of natural, teaching people how to naturally survive. 
The Americans are doing that through missionaries, and we're funding that through a lot of our churches. So it ain't all bad. There's a lot of good things that are going on. We try to support when we can financially because, you know, I've been down in one of those third world countries. Some of you have been there, you know. Some of you have have relatives that have been there. Some of you probably came to America from some of those countries. So you know exactly what I'm talking about, you know. So you see, God loves America. Amen. But does America love God? Do we turn to men and women before we turn to God? Love our system of government. If it works, it works. It needs to be win-win for everybody, though. That's God's plan. God wants a plan, regardless of who try to run it or facilitate it or be the stewards of it. He wants it to be win-win for everybody. He don't want one side to be against the other side. God is all about unity because when he sees unity, it's right there. He commands the blessing, even life forevermore. And that's what we're beginning to see. He wants rejoicing and dancing in the street because people see that God is turning what the devil meant for our bad by dividing us. And he's turning us back to our hearts, back toward each other, back toward him because he wants us to rejoice in the Lord. So we're seeing all of this, you know, too many people today seek the approval and honor of men and women, you know, and, and they forget about the prophecies for the people of John's day. They believe Moses writing more than they did God, but they failed to believe the Messianic prophecies. In other words, People would not believe the true words of the true Messiah. Then, then just like they do, <clears throat> they do that today. They don't do it today. They're kind of hesitant, but there are those out there who do No, they rather deny or reject his claims, his claims. And as we're looking in the book of John, we're talking about the revelation to Jesus Christ, what he claimed, what the witnesses claimed about him, you know, because the, uh, because the man's needed change is a brand new revelation. People don't like new stuff sometimes. Pastor, they get accustomed to things and they want to get complacent. They just wanted to be that way forever. That's called the tradition of men. People get, there's a lot of people right now bogged down and stuck and tied down with tradition. You know, sometimes I, I, I used to get asked Pastor and I to come and speak and we go to these places and on the program, it said one, uh, 145th church anniversary, uh, 150th church anniversary, 120th church anniversary. It's been in the family that long. People just stuck. They just stuck, you know. And, and they don't want, they don't want, and you come in there, man, and start talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And you come in there, man, saying, God wants you to know the truth and the truth make you free. And you mess around, man, and take 30 seconds and speak in tongues. And everybody in there, man, looking at you like you're crazy. And they don't invite you back now. You speak in tongues because you feel with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, they don't want you to come back. That's why I try to leave everything. I can leave that, treat it like that one time, like in my last time, my first and my last time. Because I ain't working to try to go back. I'm trying to work right while it's daytime because nighttime is coming when you can't work, you know. But see, that's what people would do. They, they don't want that brand new revelation. And the Bible is, you can't open up the Bible without fresh revelation, fresh manner, you know. And so they just get stuck. <clears throat> Amen. It's, 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 it's the, it, it deals with and speaks of a new kind of power that is foreign to flesh and blood and to mortal man. So you stuck in tradition and you get to talking about the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost get to moving in a certain setting, man, and revelations begin to flow. Uh, you know, the people get a little uncomfortable. Your flesh and blood gets uncomfortable. Mortals get uncomfortable when you start operating in the spirit. It is the resurrection of the blood, the resurrection of the dead and the living. That's the power that God has. You go in a place, man, and if it's dead in there, you feel with the spirit. Let me tell you something. And you start talking about the revelation of Jesus Christ and the power of God fill up the room, the glory fill up the room. Oh, it'll make some folks uncomfortable. 
It'll make some folks uncomfortable. And that's what happened when John began to talk about Jesus and all those witnesses start talking about Jesus and all those miracles started being done by Jesus. All those signs and wonders start following Jesus. All those people started getting up off those beds of affliction. All of that witnessing, all of them claims were now being fulfilled. They were manifesting. Healing was taking place. Miracles were taking place. People were running to the chapel, telling the, temp, telling, telling the priest, take a look at me. I used to be blind, but now I see. All that was going on. All that was witnessing. All that was what he claimed that he was going to do. You know, and it's the same thing today. He's still a healer today because he was a healer then. He's still a savior today because he was a savior then. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. So how can people deny the claims of God? He healed my body, y'all. He healed me. Again. So I can't deny him. I know too much about him. And I know I'm talking to a bunch of folks on the phone this morning. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know where I'm coming from. You got your own personal word of your own testimony. You know what God has done. You know where he's brought you from. So you should be one of the strongest, most effective, greatest, empowered by the Holy Ghost witnesses on the face of the earth. And signs and wonders ought to be following you because you believe, yes. you know, because you believe. The Bible, the, book of, the Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 17, 16 and 17, it says that signs and wonders follow those who believe. And in my name, you shall cast out demons. You shall lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. If you drink any deadly or poisonous thing, it shall not harm you. And you should speak with new tongues, you know. And so he goes on to say that, you know, you know, that, 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 you know, it is a, a quick and a sudden change that's taking place right now. It will be at the end times, just like it was back then, all the way to the end of the world. God is not going to stop doing his miracles. Uh, it is a surety to happen. You know, it's happening now. It just happened suddenly the other day. We saw that shift. Uh, this change will be the infusion of a totally new nature in people. They went from being sad and complaining to start. They was dancing and rejoicing. Only God could do that, y'all. You know, like a, a breath of fresh air. The sudden change will be one that will swallow up death. Those people were so concerned about dying. All of a sudden, they got concerned about life. They saw new hope coming. Through this this new election, through this new these new uh, you know these new elected uh, 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 leaders, isn't that amazing? One minute you bogged down with thoughts about death, they, just for a small moment of time, they forgot about the one hundred and thirty thousand people that that is dying uh, from this virus, and they started thinking about how we can we can get a handle on it and and try to save life. They went from thinking about death, y'all, to thinking about life, new leadership. Why? Because they realized leadership had failed them for four years to do anything about it. But they realized that God had never failed them because now he was instituting new, 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 new leadership that's got the right message to fit the, to fit the pandemic. The first thing they want to do in office is go after getting control of the pandemic. I was just looking at news this morning, Pastor Sherry and I, and the president-elect has already put in place his set of his set of doctors. He's already made them known to the world and professionals, man, already. Already, already published a list of these people right here. I'm going to have right away working on this thing, trying to get a handle on it. See, that's God. God is so quick, man. He do things suddenly. Boom. You know, and how can you deny his claims? God is in charge. He's in charge. He's in charge. Amen. And so you see that sudden change, man, because God wants us to live and not die. As we read in the book of Psalm chapter 118, verse 17. We sure need some of that resurrection power right now to swallow up this COVID-19 pandemic. It will bring victory over the grave. No need to fear victory over death. That's, you know, that was and is promised by God long ago. It was foretold, y'all. 
to us in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah. Here's another one of those prophetic words, you know, messianic promises uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verse 8, the King James Bible. It says he will swallow up death in victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all our faces and rebuke and the rebuke of his people shall uh, he take away from off all of the earth for the Lord has spoken and it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. It says we have waited for him and we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. I don't know about y'all, man. That got me stirred up this morning. That got me stirred up this morning. Let me give you one more scripture here and uh, we're going to go ahead and bring this in. We will see victory over the sting of death. We will see victory over the power of sin. Man, that will be uh, for man, that will be a great victory. You know, it will be a good victory. It'd be a great victory. It's coming. This promise change will be brought about not by no man or woman, but through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he might work through a man or a woman. This change that is coming and may be upon us right now, this change will demand our diligent kingdom work which is evangelism, ministry of reconciliation, spreading the good news of the gospel. This change will bring a serious charge on and to us, but it will be up to us to accept and obey this charge. We cannot reject the claims of Jesus Christ to be strong and steadfast, unceasing in our work. The reason for this change so that our work will bear fruit and be rewarded. Verse 41 of the book of John chapter five says this, and I'm going to close after this. I receive not honor from men. God gives us all this proof and witnesses and, and witness and witnesses of his claims. And many folk, instead of just believing, would rather be self-willed about his claims. You know, if it ain't going to get done through me, it ain't going to get through, get done. They look to these systems of the world instead of looking to God who's been at this a long time, which leads to self-justification and self-condemnation at the same time. You know, you live by it, you die by it, you know, followed by self-will instead of submission to God's will. Mm -hmm. So I spake unto you and ye would not hear, but rebelled against the commandments of the Lord and went presumptuously up unto the hill. And that's in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 143. I mean, chapter one, verse 43 of the King James Bible. So the Lord is speaking to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. That's in the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 12, the King James Bible. So we're going to end right there. Amen. You know, uh, matter of fact, let me give you this here, this verse here. Now in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 15, the King James Bible, it says, for thus saith the Lord God. I love it when I hear God speaking, the Holy One of Israel in returning in rest, shall ye be saved in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And ye would not, says God, you know, you would not accept his claims. You would not accept that peace. He is the prince of peace. He's the God that can calm every storm. He's the God that can turn you, does, does not give you a spirit of fear about what's going on around you. Quiet, confidence, 
in God, in his promises, hoping in them because he knows that his, he knows his thoughts toward us. They're not thoughts of, 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 of radical behavior and evil stuff. They're thoughts of peace, you know, to give us a, a hope in a future and expect it in. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for your word. Lord God, you want us, Lord God, not to doubt your claims, but to believe your claims. We want you want us to focus on what has been foretold, the foundation that have been laid, Lord God, and build on those foundations where Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. You want our hope to be in you, God. You want us to be able to open our eyes and behold and see the wondrous things right in plain sight that is taking place and understand that the government is still upon your shoulder to understand that you are not limited, Lord God, by what man failed to do, because when man's leadership fail. God, you never fail. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You're always there to give us hope. You're always there to rescue. You're always there to restore us. You're always there to revive us and refresh us. And so we thank and praise you this morning that hope has come back to America. We thank and praise you this morning that leadership is being restored in America. We thank and praise you that people are beginning to change their, their, their ideals and concerns and they're still looking to America from all of the different allied countries right now. The phone calls are coming in, Lord God, and, and they're they're sending their congratulations and their support, God, because they're believing that America is once again that beacon of hope and light for a lot of uh, starving uh, countries out there, Lord God, that are starving for leadership, bound by dictatorship and communism and Marxism and all of those different different um, governments out there. But Lord, you said blessed is the nation whose Lord is our God. And you said, God, it's time for righteousness to once again exalt the nations. And you said you're going to restore us back to the moral and ethical high grounds. And we're believing the claims of Jesus. We're believing the, the prophetic messianic prophecies, oh God, that we were going to see these things, oh God, be restored because you are God of restoration. As long as we put you in remembrance of your word, as long as Lord God, we hear your word and do your word, oh God, you said, oh God, that we we are called to be ministers of reconciliation. You said that we are to do the work of an evangelist, oh God. And so share the good news of the gospel until it's been preached and taught to every creature. You are not coming back. But when you come, you say you're coming to redeem your church out of the earth without spot or without wrinkle. So we thank and praise you this morning that the lost is still being saved because the word is going forth. It's being declared and published. We thank you this morning that backsliders still can come back to you, God, while there's time. We thank you this morning that prodigal sons and daughters can come to their right mind, Lord God, and return back to the love of the Father. We thank you this morning, O oh Lord God, that the gays can be saved. They can be restored and delivered and broken away from the abominable choices that they've made, O oh God, to satisfy and please the lust of their flesh, O oh God, leaving the natural use of their bodies, both men and women going after that, satisfying that pleasure, that flesh, that lust, O oh God. And so we thank you this morning that even those that are bound by, by all kinds of phobia, God, about things, that they would take their eyes off of people and look at you, God, because you love souls, God. You hate sin, and you want to save anybody, whosoever will, they can come to you, God. And we're praying this morning for those 4,200 different people out there, to include our atheist brothers and sisters who deny the deity of Christ, Lord God, who reject the claims of Jesus, that he is the Savior of the world. There's no other name by which he can be saved. Every knee going to have to bow before him and confess that he is Lord of Lords, my God, King of Kings, to the glory of God, our Father. And so we thank and praise you this morning, Lord God, that this word go forth and follow 
on good ground and not return to you void. We thank and praise you this morning, Lord God, that we're never, ever going to deny the claims of Jesus because we know too much about you to doubt you. You saved us, God, when we could not save ourselves. And we believe, God, that you would save others. Now, I pray everyone on the sound of my voice, God, that you would use them, Lord God, to fulfill your purpose. Your will be done through them, Lord God, that they will become a greater, more effective, powerful witness for the good news of the gospel. They'll tell somebody about Jesus because, God, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And none of us can come to the Father except we come by you. People are looking, God, for answers. And Jesus, you are the answer to all of the world's problems today. And we thank you that you're standing by to hear from your earth, to hear from your evangelists, to hear from your preachers, your teachers, to hear from your believers, oh God, that you might release the signs and wonders that's supposed to follow us. And that is our prayer today, God. In the name of Jesus, we don't need a title, God. You said signs and wonders follow those who believe. Now, so be it according to your word. I pray that they believe this word that they've heard today, God, and not reject and deny the claims of Jesus Christ. Let this revelation spring forth right now, God, and empower and equip and wake up, Lord God, the people, the voice, oh God, that you want in the earth, speaking, Lord God, publishing, declaring the good news of the gospel, that people can be saved, because that is the power of God and the salvation for all who shall believe. But how can they accept they hear, and how can they hear, except there be a preacher? So we give you praise, glory, and honor for it right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen. All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are finished. Amen.